You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your electronic devices, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jasonacouch.com. This is the finale of today's triple header brought on by the hurricane. And we are still feeling the effects of it here in Nova Scotia. I know I'm going to be because I'm going to see if that frozen pizza in the freezer actually managed to hold on while we didn't have any power. But we are back to the future we are going to talk about the Boston Red Sox series in this episode. We'll preview the next couple games in the second half of this podcast. We're going to focus on last night's game in the first half. But just a reminder that all halves of this podcast are brought to you by Postmates, your whenever you need a delivery service, whether you need wine at 4 a.m. or breakfast burritos at 4 p.m. because you're just waking up. Anything you want, Postmates can deliver. It's the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offers delivery from all traditional retailers, restaurants, grocery stores, whatever you need. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So to start your free deliveries, download the app, and use the code locked on to get that money. Speaking of getting that money, Blue Jays made sure the fans got their money's worth. Last night, that's that's as good a segue as I'm going to offer today. Um, Blue Jays got the win over Boston, who, you know, when we were talking about Toronto looked like they were sleepwalking through the Tampa Bay series. Boston's been pretty much sleepwalking for a while. Uh, they managed to outdo the Red Sox offense in a 4-3 victory where none of the scoring happened after the fifth inning. But the Blue Jays put on an impressive display. Definitely from the bullpen. Let's talk about the bullpen first. Because they... They technically delivered four and two-thirds scoreless innings, although Buddy Boshears gave up the hit that charged that final run to TJ Zoik, who, again, I mean, I know they're probably not going to unleash TJ Zoik too much. Only through 81 pitches last night. Probably could have gotten through five, but Montoyo made, made the call to get him out of there while he still had a relatively okay outing intact so that's fine that's the call the bullpen looked impressive and it's the guys who you want to look impressive that look good Justin Schaefer got the win struck out three of the four batters he faced Derek Law clean inning Tim Meza did enough Jordan Romano got his guy out Ken Giles gave up a walk and a hit that he didn't really need to but closed down the ninth for save number 19, which, congrats, he's finally rich, reached Cliff Polite levels of saved-um for the Blue Jays. I know, not many opportunities. 
Now, the Blue Jays won last night in a way that, again, I don't think is conducive to long-term success. That is, they won it with the long ball. They out-homered the Blue Jays after Mookie Betts took Zoy deep in the first inning. The Blue Jays used the home run in the third, fourth, and fifth to knock Nathan Eovaldi out and eventually get the win off of rookie Josh Taylor. With Reese McGuire continuing to hit, as we mentioned on the previous episode of the podcast, bringing that average up to 323. Um, Kevin Biggio hitting a solo shot. Great to see that from him. That got Biggio to 13. And then the big blow from the big man. Rowdy Telez with the two-run shot. That put the Blue Jays on top for good. And I, I got a little bit of attention for the pair of Rowdy Telez tweets that I sent out where I criticized him for the first inning at bat that he had where he did not look good in a swinging strikeout to strand Bobachet on third. Again, he made up for it, which is great, but... It, it shows where where Rowdy kind of is in this kind of quantum state of part of the future or part of the problem for the Blue Jays. And Charlie Montoyo came out earlier today and said he, he supports Rowdy Telez. He, he wants Rowdy to be a guy who gets that OPS up to 800, 900 levels. He's sitting at 720 after last night's game, so he's got some work to do. But if the Blue Jays feel confident enough that Telez can actually be that guy, then by all means, let him let him go run it. That way you don't have to sign a big free agent first baseman. Heck, you can probably bring back Justin Smoke another year if you want. But that, that power that Rowdy Telez showed is going to be his calling card and going to be what keeps him in a Blue Jays uniform, if anything. And that was an absolute rocket he hit off Josh Taylor to to the point where it probably would have drilled a hole through the Rogers Center if it, it wasn't stopped by some brave people. But that's the thing. Rowdy is almost a, a poster child for this modern era of baseball where he can do that but he doesn't do much else. Like, he's batting cleanup behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And Vladdy didn't have a good night either. He's kind of tailed off a little bit. But Rowdy needs to be able to do that a little more consistently and, and do what he did last year, which is get those doubles that have been eluding him for the most part this season. His slugging percentage is still only 437. That's behind Vladdy. That's behind Reese. That's just above Teoscar Hernandez, which that's not the level you want to be at if your calling card is power. You need to be able to get those extra base hits to make teams really pay for, you know, if, if, they, if they manage to put the leadoff runner on or if they walk Vladimir Guerrero Jr., then Telez has to be able to do that. Now... Of his 72 hits this season, 33 of them have been for extra bases and doubles and home runs. But when you're only getting 72 of those hits, 
it, it almost becomes imperative that you actually do get that rate up to about 50% or so to make it worthwhile to have you in the lineup to actually get those hits. And that's been Telez's problem. It's why he was sent down to Buffalo. And again, it's something that he is going to have to work on to consistently have that first base job, which the Blue Jays seem content to let him take it. So that's what Rowdy needs to do. He has the benefit of not really having that premier prospect behind him in the Blue Jays organization. So he does have an opportunity while it's still there to, you know, put this role on lock. But the inconsistency at the plate just means he he keeps leaving that door open. And he's been great finding power in the clutch. I I don't know who else on the Blue Jays can really say they have that many clutch home runs or late inning home runs that Rowdy Tellez has. But it's better if you're never in that position where you need the comeback home run to begin with. So that's something Rowdy has to work on. Again, it was a good performance last night. Very happy to see it. Bailed TJ Zoic out. And that bullpen did the rest. It was great. I just want to see more of it from him. Like, it was it was a good night overall. Although, again, Derek Fisher gets pulled early for the pinch hitter. Derek is starting to run out of chances. And, and quickly. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Anyway, we will preview tonight's game for you. And possibly the next game as well. We'll see about that. But before we do, just a reminder that this episode, like all episodes this week, are sponsored by BlueChew.com. Yes, our friends at BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable pill with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis, so you know it's going to work and give you that extra confidence boost that you need. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast. Up to twice as fast. I shouldn't say twice. But up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises for you to have some fun. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person doctor's visit where you have to hem and haw and and do the dance before they finally give you the package. There's no waiting in the pharmacy. Again, just awkwardly looking at the vitamin supplements while they wait while you wait for them to give you the package. So you avoid all that. There's no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA and since Bleach Shoe sh- prepares and ships directly to your door, it's cheaper than a pharmacy, and right now they've got a special deal for listeners of the Locked On podcast. Um, you visit BlueChew.com and you get your first shipment for free when you use the special promo code MLB. You just got to pay the $5 in shipping. So, again, that's BlueChew.com. Blue is in Blue Jay. Promo code MLB to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
And we are back recording this around 7.30 Atlantic. So Blue Jays Central is just starting. I believe I'm going to get this out before the game starts. So yay. Happy joy. So previewing tonight's game. Um, both teams are going with openers. Which, okay. Blue Jays are sending Wilmer Font out before Trent Thornton, which makes a lot of sense given how Trent Thornton's pitched lately. He could probably use a later start. And (laughs) fun fact, Wilmer Font has now started enough games to qualify as a member of the Blue Jays rotation, according to BaseballReference.com. He's got 10 that ties him with Wagaspak and Clayton Richard. Yeah, remember Clayton Richard? He's still around. But... Yeah, he, he'll he go out ahead of Trent Thornton, hopefully set him up a little bit better than he's gotten lately. The Red Sox are going to counter with Bobby Pointer, he of the 1050 ERA this season. He's a lefty, though, so see how the Blue Jays handle him. Uh, it's expected that Julius Chassin, the former Milwaukee starter, who actually started on opening day for them, uh, Shasin is expected to get the bulk of the innings. It, it was thought he may start tomorrow's game. Um, it'll remain to be seen. It'll be his Boston debut. He was pretty terrible for Milwaukee this season. It's why he is no longer a member of the Milwaukee Brewers. So, not exactly the cream of the crop for the Red Sox against the Blue Jays. So it's a chance for the Blue Jays batters to finally, you know, again, build on what they did last night and get something consistent going on offense, especially ahead of a series with the Yankees that, you know, I kind of like them to win the game that I go to. But I digress. I will take whatever I can get at that point. But um, again, it does not preclude the Blue Jays from, you know, clinching the season series tonight. Well, not season series, but clinching the this series tonight. And um, looking at the lineups quickly, not much change for Boston. Brock Holt starting in right field in place of Mookie Betts, who's getting the day off. Uh, Chris Cotillo said he was going to get the day off, so he's proven correct there. For the Blue Jays, it's an interesting that Brandon Drury is going to get another start at first base. It looks like he's going to try and lock down that that utility man role for the Blue Jays since Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is going to be the left fielder next year. Drury can fill that play everywhere, Swiss Army knife kind of role. He's played everywhere but shortstop, and I think he's still got an inning there. But that doesn't surprise me. Jonathan Davis is out in center field. He's continuing to get run. He's got a modest three-game hit streak going. It's just surprising that he's getting the run more than Anthony Alford, who, you know, was a more heralded prospect and doesn't seem to be factoring into a lot of the plans for the Blue Jays. And we've had talks about this before on whether he's falling into that Dalton Pompey level of kind of, you know, on, on the roster, but not really used. And if Jonathan Davis is continuing to hit like that, he's raised his batting average like 40 points since being called back up from Buffalo. Um, Davis, I, I don't want to say he's playing his way into a role because I don't think 
that'll be the case unless they want to use Davis as like that fourth outfielder. But they've got a lot of fourth outfielders, so kind of packed there. But it's just interesting what Jonathan Davis has been able to do. He's, he's a lot more solid defensively than Teoscar Hernandez and Derek Fisher, arguably. So I I want to say he's getting rewarded for the work he's put in and, and the work at the plate that he's done recently. It's it's an interesting development. Again, I thought we'd be seeing Anthony Alford a lot more. But again, it's why I'm here and not in the dugout. Although I will be in the same building as the dugout on Friday. So um, we will wait with bated breath to see what happens in tonight's game, whether or not the Blue Jays can go for the sweep tomorrow or not. We'll be here to talk about it on time with an episode. I'll be recording two episodes tomorrow because the second one is going to be my Friday one because I'm going to be flying out at 5.30 a.m. I did not check my... Well, I the flight is at 6.30, but I have to be at the airport for 5.30 a.m. I don't think I've woken up that early for anything ever. I'm... I'm more the, I'm just going to stay awake until I have to go to the airport kind of person, which I don't want to do because I'm, you know, going to be going to the game on Friday. So that will be interesting. I will see what my body wants to do, if it'll actually let me sleep or not. Probably won't let me sleep on the plane. But anyway, Um, That brings us to the end of this triple header of episodes today. Thank you all for sticking with me during the whole thing. Uh, Just a reminder, if you're not following me on Twitter, I don't know why, because you're going to get the sweet, sweet Blue Jays takes in about 20 minutes or so. You can can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are in there because Twitter is dumb. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Shays. You can do so on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Luminary, however you, you get your podcasts. Again, I, I shouldn't say Luminary. I heard it on Comedy Bang Bang, so I assume they're a podcast provider, but they might only do comedies. Anyway, wherever you get general podcast sports podcast you'll find locked on blue jays as well as all the podcasts on the locked on podcast network again all 15 mlp podcasts are in the top 60 for baseball so thank you all for at least assuring me of top 60 i do appreciate that especially with the way the schedule has been the past month or so i appreciate y'all hanging in we'll get we'll get there we'll get to the end and We'll we'll wrap things up and and be a little more um a little more consistent. Let's say that. Anyway, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at JaysFromTheCouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and y'all take care. <laughs> <laughs>